how you can measure product market feed. As soon as the smart speakers started launching into the market, that's where people start to consume audio. When did you realize that you wanted to start the company? When we started building that, we started getting traction. However, that was not good enough. You are listening to Building Digital Products, podcast that helps innovators and entrepreneurs to create successful digital solutions from idea to market. This podcast is brought to you by LinkUp Studio, a software development company which created more than 100 successful digital solutions. Hi everyone, my name is Oksana. I'm Chief Sales and Marketing Officer at LinkUp Studio. And today we continue our conversation with innovators and founders of the greatest startups and owners of the world-changing company. The people who have already passed a long way of building their groundbreaking digital products and who are ready to share their experience with us. Today, I have an honor to talk with the Gal Klein, digital innovator, expert in the field of media development, and today co-CEO of AI-based voice uh, search platform AudioBoost. His product AudioBoost, it's like a Google for the audio content. Using AI technology, the platform analyzes all the audio sources like radio station, news, podcast, and other sources to find for the user exactly this piece of the audio which they need. It is a really game-changer platform and company in their like world economy. So Gal, let's start talking about you. You have extensive experience in building digital products and particular in the audio field. So, and when I said about audio, I mean not only Airboost, but Audioboost, but also your experience as CTO in Mbox as well as Play Media. So, where did it all started? Could you tell us, please, your bleed story from the graduation of Holland Institute of the Technologies through Play, Play Media to the founder of Audioboost? So, in a few minutes. Okay, I'll try to be very brief because I'm... I'm 51, I've done, <laughs> there's plenty of years to cover, but I'll try to be. Basically, in Israel, you do three years in the army. I did six. I was serving as a mechanical engineer for the F-16. So I started with mechanics, uh, but I had some, some, some computer knowledge. Uh, and then I went to work for a company who created the talk, technical documentation for the F-16. Mm-hmm. Uh, since I had some, some, some uh, uh, technical knowledge, I've started computerizing the entire company digitally creating uh, technical manuals and catalogs for many uh, aircrafts in the IAF and the IAI, which is the Israeli aircraft. At 2000, I started my own company, which started providing solutions in the media world. Uh, I started providing services for Tower Records, if you remember the whole, the old uh, music company that uh, they had an affiliate in Israel. So I basically started creating for them their websites and their digital footprint by creating the first uh, personalized CD. You can basically go and select the songs you want on your CD, and we would ship you a CD uh, for your home. But that's where I started my connections with the media world. After that, I was one of the founders of a company called Inbox, which basically brought all the music and videos into the mobile industry as 3G was uh, uh, introduced. So we were actually collecting music, songs, video clips 
from all local and international uh, companies like Universal and Warner and uh, basically creating technology to cut them into short form pieces of audio. Uh, so there'll be ringtones or phantoms and ever with uh, the introduction of Apple Music and Amazon Music and the fact that now music is available all around the world, these local uh, uh, companies have dried out. And then I was a founder of another company called Play Media. There were some other companies in the middle, but uh, I won't mention these. Uh, Play Media actually disrupted the video industries by allowing to create layers on top of videos. So on the early days where YouTube just started and there were other video sites like Meta Cafe and others, we allowed users to make videos their own by allowing to add additional layer, layers, which were called plies. And it sometimes was a bubble ply, like you know, a speech bubble, a thought bubble. And sometimes it was an advertising and information ply and sub ply, which was subtitles. And we found that this was an amazing uh, solution. So we started focusing on that. And basically we provided live captioning and on-demand captioning for majority of the companies in the world, Intel, Cisco, Uh, Microsoft, IBM, and also big events like Oprah Winfrey and even State of the Union. But with that, we had a very strong understanding of the spoken word. And we found out that that was an amazing world that we should invest in. And hence, we've shifted into Audioverse, which is trying and succeeding in creating a, a way to make audio accessible. Because if you think about it, you can find songs, videos, text, images, But finding that little story I just told you, uh, even when it is a podcast, that's very difficult. And that's what Artemis is for. Mm-hmm. And uh, when did you realize that you wanted to start the company? So you told that you saw this audio, like that you need to work. Like, how did this idea come that one day you understood that I wanted to start it? So it's not a one day, it's a process. But we, when we started, the problem with audio, if in order to search, you need to, the first thing you need to do is transcribe the audio. And manual transcription was very expensive. But, you know, doing an hour of content would cost you a lot of money. It was like $4 a minute or something like that. So it won't scale and you can't really search. Uh, and the data science was not there yet. However, we started working on the first uh, s- speech-to-text engine that started utilizing GPUs. Uh, Before that, before that that data was available, analyzing an hour took about 12 hours to process. So that wasn't really efficient. Uh, With GPUs, we managed to get this into one hour at one hour, and and today you can take one hour and process it in seven minutes or something like that for a high-quality speech-to-text. With that in mind, we saw the breakthrough that we can start building AI on top of this data to allow real search. And that's that's where the idea of Audiobus came to birth. And you found it, as you said, like one of the first, if not the first speech-to-text technology, like platform which doing this. What challenges did you face in the product development process? So speech-to-text has been around for many years. We're not the first one to use them, but we were first to productize that into something that can be used uh, as a search engine. So... First of all, it was the cost. We needed to re- reduce and reduce reduce the, the cost of transcription of, of a radio. If you, if you look at a radio station that's broadcasting 
there's a lot of content that needs mm -hmm. to be analyzed. And transcription alone is not enough. If you, let's say, uh, you mentioned my name in the beginning and we're mentioning speech to text, but if you just search for Gal Klein, you'll find Gal Klein, but you won't hear the exact essence of what I said. It only comes later. Mm -hmm. Or uh, you might say in a sentence, uh, mentioning uh, one of my favorite song uh, artists, musicians is Madonna. Now, if I jump you to the time where Madonna is mentioned, that's the end of the sentence. You mm -hmm. need to bring context. Oh. So mm -hmm. basically, the, the, the most difficult task was not just transcribing, was extracting a lot of more audio data from that is not spoken. If you think about it, when we speak, you have hesitation in voice, you have you speaking, me speaking, there's silences, there's music, uh, there's uh, tempo of the, of the speech. All that information can be extracted. And with AI, with the ability to understand human speech, you can break it down into segments. These segments, we call them bursts. This is hence audio burst. Mm -hmm. So these short form audio are the pieces of audio that has context. So when you search for them, when you hear what I'm saying, you basically hear your question and my answer and not the middle of your question and the middle of my answer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Understood. And considering like uh, this complex, it is really a very complex task to understand and to actually develop this. And uh, you as owner already had a technical experience, but however, a lot of people who are starting their companies, they don't have technical, they are managers, marketers, uh, some business owners, you know, but they are not technical per person. So based on your experience, what can you said, like, uh, what is important to pay attention to when you choosing your development partner or your development team who starting working with your product and who will be, you know, kind of a part, like it is your team, the part which will make your business, your platform, implement your ideas. What is the most important in this selection process? So I'll divide my question, my answer to two. One is a platform. You need to focus on what is differentiating you from everybody else. Don't mess with developing things that are already exist in the cloud. For an example, if you need an elastic search engine, don't go and deploy one yourself. There are already great solutions out there. Just hook up to one of the cloud services. Save time. It, at the first, it might look like it's more expensive, but if you add the manpower and all the effort that needs to support the stability of such a service, uh, it's always best uh, to just outsource that. Just like sometimes you're outsourcing uh, personnel. And that brings me to the second part of the answer. Find people who are eager to learn. When you're building something new, nobody knows your business. You can't find, if, if, if you try to find people who already know how to, to do what you want to do, then, then maybe you, you have a nice product, but you don't have a technology. And if mm -hmm. technology is in your focus, Find people that are eager to learn and are not afraid of new tasks, specifically uh, in data science, but just in any platform. I think that if you will interview all my employees, they'll all be telling you that it's fun working for Audiverse because they learn something new every day. And it's not because I'm teaching them, it's mm -hmm. because the targets that we give, the objectives and, and, and how to reach them requires them to learn new technologies and not be afraid of doing that. So it's very important to find people who are not strict. Sometimes too much experience is 
too much because <laughs> it doesn't open you to other uh, ways of thinking <laughs> and uh, choose platforms that support most of your infrastructure and focus on what you do best. Okay, understood. And uh, talking about uh, product market fit. So when you have started, you when we had a conversation with you before, when you have started, there is no similar, like, like somebody have worked on this, but as, as you said, there is no similar platform which provides such search abilities. So do you have any idea then how you're going to manage and understand uh, product market fit like who will be your audience where will be your segment of the market like whom you will sell it so can you tell us about how do you how do you find this product market fit and what challenges you have sure so our success comes from our failures we thought at the beginning that if we build a search engine for audio that covers all audio and then people will come and search but when you're and this is what we've built so we It was awesome for the technology, but then we figure out, okay, where do people search? Where do people search for audio? Why do people will search for audio? Where are they at? And we didn't think about that in the beginning. Mm-hmm. We just said, we'll build a search engine and people will come to search. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we've done all kinds of tests. Uh, we tried to add a Chrome extension to Google. We've created an app, uh, but we had no real success with product market feed because People are used to going to Google and not installing extension and nobody will install an app to search for audio. As soon as the smart speakers started launching into the market, that's where people start to consume audio. And one important thing about audio, audio is the best medium in the world. And the fact that it's the only thing that you can do while doing other things. Mm-hmm. You can't watch a video and run uh, or cook Uh, or, or read a book, I don't know, uh, and definitely drive. So audio is the best companion. And we started focusing on where do users start to engage with audio. And that was the, f- so when we started building that, we started getting traction. However, that was not good enough. You need to understand who are your content creators and you need to give them a solution. So, because they own the content uh, in, in our case, and you need to provide them with some way to understand that they can make money out of that. Otherwise they won't cooperate and you need their cooperation. So we tightened, tightened up the market fit by creating a product that is a search engine for their content. Mm-hmm. So we have a product called Audibus Finder and they can put a small widget, zero effort on their side, which now allows people to search for their content find it, listen to it, share it on social media, and maybe even buy it. That's a way to understand both sides of the product that you're offering. One side is the users. What do they want us to listen to? Why would they search? Where will they search in our case? But also who's bringing you the content? And that's the creators. And the, the Audible Spider comes with a monetization piece that basically allows you to make money from that product from day one. I am aware of some statistics that uh, according to CB inside 35% of companies reported that they are cast as they are like companies don't have this need on the market need of their products on the market because of that they are faced. Uh, this is mostly the third the third of the companies have no market fit. In case that numbers is such significant, 
Could you please give us some practical advice of how you can measure product market fit uh, for when you're starting? Like, do we need to st- to measure this somewhere in the beginning or we should always follow this process? You, you know, during when you're working in a company, you should never forget about this or you should do this only on the first stage of your product. So can you give us some advice Definitely. to our listeners? Mm-hmm. So the easy answer is if you have customers, then you have a product market fit. <laughs> uh, so it's, it's, if you're making money, then you're on a good place. If you're not, and you're trying to knock on too many doors and everybody's saying no, then you have a problem. Second is try to find a design partner. It's always best to find a customer who will, you know, you'll give your services for free, but he will give you the best feedback. He will tell you if he likes it or not. So having a design partner always, always helps us a lot. Don't be afraid to pivot. Uh, sometimes you, you, you stick an arrow and draw the target around it, and then you follow the wrong path. Stay listened to your customers, to your users. See what they like, what they don't like. What are they missing? What are their problems? And don't, don't be afraid to pivot. We've done just now, we just finished a, a 180 degrees pivot, and we see a huge success with that. Just because we're not just approaching end users, we're talking to the creators. Now, this way, we still have all the knowledge that we have from what users want to listen to, but now we want we have the understanding of what the creator wants to say, wants, what is the data that he needs, uh, why would he put such a, a, a product in his tool set? And you have to understand, everybody's extremely busy. Everybody do- doesn't have real time to go and evaluate. So you need to make sure that whatever product you're giving, it's as easily as possible integrated into their own flows. Uh, that's also a very important part. If, it, if it's a hassle, mm-hmm. like, like when we started, our services were give us your audio and we will give you all the data in a JSON format. Mm-hmm. And we loved it. It's a beautiful format. You have everything inside. Mm-hmm. They don't have anyone to go and deal with that data. You mm-hmm. need to create the other side that takes that data and makes it into a product they can use. And now at the end, it's just an embed code that they need to put it. So mm-hmm. sometimes you look at it, at it either too product and no technical. So, you know, you don't bring value or too technical and no product. Then you bring a lot of value, but nobody has time to go in just that. So try to make, try to ease the integration as much as possible with your customers. Yeah, people today are very busy and I also may say that people also are a little lazy and they want everything as easy as possible. So yeah, you have to care that this onboarding process to your platform was for the user as easy as possible. He understand everything quickly, everything was comfortable. And um, what is your opinion on how the audio content can help other business? Because you told that today audio is very big and very powerful media tool so how regular business in your opinion can use audio to improve their for say their existing business today so before covid audio was blooming but very very slow mm-hmm. since covid people discovered audio and all sorts of audio fronts podcasts radio social audio is being you know a very successful clubhouse and twitter is doing some work on that So people are listening much more to audio. And what people have lack of knowledge of is that audio works. When you listen to audio, 
because you're doing other things, it penetrates your mind and stays there. And you remember more. So if you have a product or an idea or some kind of data that you want to uh, transfer to users, audio is an awesome tool to do that. If you're an insurance company and you want to make sure that people insure their houses, you know, do a podcast, create content, uh, participate in audio shows, people will listen and that will sink in. So uh, sponsoring audio is also shows a lot more profitability than just banners or, or even sometimes TV commercials, uh, which, is, which is pretty amazing. So if, you're, if you don't sponsor any, any podcaster or, or radio, go and do that. Audio has a wonderful way to enter our hearts and our minds, and it's usually being done by professionals, you know, people who know how to speak and they know how to uh, promote an idea. So yeah. if you're I, not I, into audio right now, you're missing out. Yeah, so if you're not, you should start doing this. Uh, yeah. I also, yeah, I noticed it, but by the way, just uh, just started noticing such thing. I don't know how, how long it already exists, but a lot of blogs, like which have articles, news, uh, like anything which share any social in text, they already started adding their text in audio. So you don't need to read. So you open the article and you see you uh, have there the button where uh, tell you like you can listen this article just like through the phone and it is really cool just it is even if you have like simple website or company website and you lead the blog whenever you are real estate insurance companies or whenever as a company and you have the blog just I don't know find a freelancer who can make you a good audio to your article so you don't have to so you don't have to Uh, there's another company in Israel who is very good at creating text-to-speech. Uh-huh. And basically, they put a widget on your page that reads out the text in a very nice way. Again, it lacks the emotion and the experience of a professional host. This is why we love real audio better. But, if you, but a lot of companies are putting their widget on their pages. It's an awesome widget, and it automatically turns your text into audio Mm-hmm. So if people don't have time to read now the long article, they can just play it with their earphones and continue working or or so yeah. <laughs> that's another very good solution. Yeah, but when you need a quick solution, I even think that any of you who are listening right now us right now, you can just integrate the widget to your website and you already will get advantages of the audio content. Yeah. So it's exactly. awesome. I would like also to ask you, Gal, about your experience in getting investments for Audio Boost. As far as I know, you get support from Honda, uh, Hyundai Motors company and also from other big giants on the market. So therefore, from your opinion and perspective, what makes startup attractive to the investors? So our biggest or the first big investor was Samsung. And uh, these big companies are looking for innovation. They start hubs and accelerators. And if you want to reach out to them, it's very useful to find their next hub or their next accelerator and join. And this is what we've done. And we built a product for Samsung that they loved. And that's why, and since Bigsby at the time, which is their personal assistant, was something that they really believed in, They invested in Audiverse to create that, and we have integrated with Bixby. So again, uh, it's not 
very popular these days because they moved to Google. But when it was, you could ask Bigsby what's happening in sports and you'll get an answer from audience. Mm-hmm. So using these accelerators is awesome. But then understanding the market fit and where audio is very big in the automotive, if you think about it, like, you know, most of the radio is being listened on when traveling and, and, and when commuting uh, with your car, then it was pretty understandable that we will reach out to these automotive companies and offer our services. So, and since we have a subsidiary in Japan, we're doing the same thing that we're doing in English and Japanese as well, together with Dentsu, who's a huge uh, advertising company, uh, the fourth in the world, I think, or something like that. So they came up to invest to bring audio into the automotive industry. So you can understand and see how these big companies are searching for solutions that have a good product market fit, and that's how you go and approach them. So I think, and it's always great to do a great, good pitch and an amazing demo. <laughs> that, always, that always helps. But uh, try to find companies where you bring value and the ones that are offering accelerators because that's the way to check not only your product, mm-hmm. but also your team. From my experience, if they see people who are passionate, if mm-hmm. they see people who like what they're doing, I've been doing this for seven years and I love what I'm doing, okay? And it shows. So when it shows on you that you, you believe in what you're doing and you're willing to invest your time, your soul into that product, then that's, that's helpful. You know, our CEO likes this phrase, uh, like, don't invest into the business, invest into the people. So we stayed behind it. Yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, I would like to ask you such a tricky question. So if you don't mind, in your opinion, what is your secret to the success? What is the number one which you think was the most important and which get you to the point where you are today? Okay, so there's a few. Uh, yes, it's a tricky question. First, because we didn't always succeed. Mm-hmm. And so you have to be very strong and understand that you're going to fall several times before you can lift your head up and, and succeed. It's a being... An entrepreneur is not an easy task. I think my real secret to success is my family. Uh, I have a very supportive family, an amazing wife, and I think she's my secret to success. Like the real secret. I know it's an awe moment, but really, because there are so many times when you're you're frustrated and nothing works and nothing happens and, and you're under so much pressure. And if you come home to these few hours that you are home because you're working like crazy, and all you're getting is, is, is bad vibes, you'll, it's very hard to succeed. When mm-hmm. you get support, then you can, you know, if it, when you fall, you have the, the power to stand up again and continue. So I think there's a lot of secrets how to continue to be innovative, to be happy, to bring uh, joy to your workers, uh, smile every day. But, but basically the real secret is having a s- strong back mm-hmm. uh, to support you when things are not as easy as they are. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm fully fully agree with you. I know it by my own own experience that when you have people which support you, just like few minutes with them, and you have more energy and more motivation to do something to do for these people whom you love. Amazing. Okay, and actually my last question for today: How are the things going right now? Are you planning to work on something new on something some new products? What are your plans? 
So basically, you're asking that in a very good time. Our Autobus Finder is really growing big. We are getting more and more customers, content creators, start to test this out and engage with that. And I'll explain what's awesome about this product. So we mentioned that uh, searching for audio is awesome, but why is it awesome? If you're a broadcaster or a podcaster, you're creating content and you're on a one-way street, okay? You don't, maybe someone will write you a note and maybe you'll see your ratings go up and you think, okay, people like me, but mm -hmm. what did they like? What did they didn't like? You have zero visibility to your users. When you take that long-form audio and you cut it into short-form audio and you put it in the search engine, then first of all, you know what people are searching and are they finding? So maybe people are searching for audio technology on your website and couldn't find anything until today. Then you know, ah, I need to have someone to talk about it. Uh, you know what people are listening to more. You know what they're sharing on social media and the, the whole discussion about social media. So this opens up a two-way street for content creators mm -hmm. to understand and get a feedback from the users. Mm -hmm. The next feature that is going to come up in a, in, in, by the end of this quarter is the ability to sell your content mm -hmm. or to have people appreciate your content and the way to do that is NFTs. So that's our next big uh, uh, launch. I don't know when are you going to broadcast this podcast, but by then we'll have something in place and we already have many very enthusiastic radio hosts and podcasters who are just dying to put that and try to see how they can directly connect with their users and users will show appreciation by buying, by supporting, uh, by sharing their content. Yeah, that is that is super uh, super important for the content creators to have something like that where you can get feedback from your user, understand what they are liking most, and promotion. And yeah, I wish you success. You have a great plans, amazing things which will help people for sure. I am very thank you for your time today for our speakingly. Really, very honor for me to meet with you to have this podcast. I wish you a beautiful day and uh, I hope that maybe one time we will we'll have another podcast about some another interesting topic. So, or about your new new uh, new amazing things which you created. Thank you very much. Thank you. You're amazing and very nice. And thank you for the kind words. And I wish you all success and most important, stay safe. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.